Hey everyone, it's Charlie Webster here. I hope you're keeping well and safe during these kind of strange and unsettling times. Thanks so much for joining us for My Sporting Mind, a new podcast where I speak to sports stars about their mental health and well-being to hopefully help and encourage people. This is a special episode with the EFL and Mind supporting their Inside the Mind of campaign for Mental Health Awareness Week. And today we're delving into the world of management. I'm very excited to, and I'm really pleased to welcome the man in charge of one of the championship top clubs, Brentford boss, Thomas Frank. Hi, Charlie. Hey, you you. all right? Yeah, you? Good. Yeah, good. Thank you. So, Thomas, I know at the moment that you're not in the UK. So whereabouts are you? I'm in Denmark, together with my family. just had the opportunity, of course, at first I stayed six weeks in, in, in London in the, in the lockdown and it was a, a, an opportunity to go back uh, because Denmark opened up slightly more okay. to see some family and, and friends, uh, of course, still with social distancing, no hugs, no kissing and some long walks or a, a coffee on the terrace. Uh, but it's just nice to, 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 to see some people. And I think it, it links well with the, with the subject we're going to, to discuss and, and, and talk about that. All of us need yeah. some of our loved ones close and to see them and, and, and talk to them. Of course, we know it's, it's strange and difficult times. It's strange that we can't hug. I can't give my mom a hug or, or the other way around, but um, that's the way it is. Uh, but at least it's nice to, to see people. Yeah. How, how are you and your family at the moment? They're happy to be here. Of course, they have friends in, in London, but also friends in, in Denmark and Copenhagen. It's just been nice to, to see to see some of their friends from back in Denmark when they went to school and they can be a little bit closer. So so they're quite pleased. They they do their online schooling and then in the afternoon they can they can see some friends. And what's it like around your area at the moment? You have quite a lot of space to go for walks and exercise. Uh, yeah, it's 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 quite nice. It's um, a forest close by where I can do some uh, some runs. And uh, normally I try to run three times a week, and I try to to do that through this period as well. Because not only because of Corona, I think in general, I think doing exercises for everybody just help, especially for for the mind as well. I think sometimes when you're doing physical uh, activities, you don't think you're just in the moment, and there's a nice um, reward afterwards to the mind and to the body mm. but it's also quite interesting so after you've been together for a while and it's not really vacation then uh, then some afternoon or nights it was just a uh, five person on each laptop with each netflix series because <laughs> now we just okay we've been together for quite a long time and now we need, just need the personal space as well but yeah uh, but it's been nice yeah, and I suppose not everybody, because you've got three three children, right? Three children, I yeah. can imagine they don't always want to watch the same Netflix series as nope. you and your partner does. Let me put it this way: it's a big discussion when we need to to <laughs> to, to decide one uh, film for for the night. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, no, it's it's good. And what about from a player's perspective? Because you're a manager, so you kind of take care of that whole team so what role have you played during this period of time and how has it been making sure that you're checking in with players and they're actually you know not just doing the physical training but they're actually okay yeah but we uh, we decided that um beside the staff of course we know somebody is furloughed but the staff who was not furloughed and me we divided the um, the squad into uh, three four groups and then we make sure that one of us were in contact with the with the players once a week at least depending on their, on their situation depending on if they they had a family like me or they were alone in, in a, an apartment or 
where they were. So we just were checking up on them and having a call and how are you? Uh, are you okay? And what are you doing? Are you, have you learned to play the guitar or make another, learn to, to cook another dish or uh, you just watched the 27th Netflix series or, you know, to try to, 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 be, to stay in contact with them and see if they were okay. And so that, that's been good. Has anybody learned the guitar? Um, I think some of them um, one song, but <laughs> some of them definitely learned uh, to uh, to cook uh, a special dish. <laughs> okay, uh, have you missed being part of that team and having that camaraderie yourself? Yes, you are missing the the togetherness and that unique job you you are having together with some fantastic people. Of course, you're missing that because you really just want all of us want normality in a way to to do what we normally do and 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 like that's one thing but the flip side is i actually also enjoyed massively the time to be together with my family and i'm not you know because i've been working so much and so many hours and uh, so long time it's actually been quite nice to have enough time not to do a lot Uh, that's been very very big has it made you i always wonder because this time, because we don't get time to, to pause, to reassess a lot, to be honest, I think this is completely unique because I think all of us, to an extent, get really wrapped up in, in each day and, and what we've got to achieve and these medium-term goals and this long-term goal of where we're going. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just wondered if it, do you think it will make you approach your life, football, as a, as a manager differently? I'm not saying leave it. I just mean... You know, would it make you approach your own balance or mental health differently or the way you approach management in football? Very good question. And it's actually a big question in life as well, because I think this moment or in general, this living in 2020, as you say, things are running so fast and you need to do the best everybody and you need to push yourself and you need to develop and you need to improve and you're all that crap. But we all know it's, it's true in a way. But how much and how little, you don't know. Uh, none of us know. And I'm always trying to improve or, or getting better. And sometimes I'm getting f- totally fed up with it. And, you know, I'm thinking, oh, my God, what am I doing? Come on, relax, take a chill pill. And uh, uh, you have time. And I know, I know, I don't know, know. And people are telling me, Thomas, relax, take a rest. Make sure you have time to think or do something else and that will make you a better coach or a better husband or a better friend. And that's absolutely true. It's just difficult actually to give yourself or allow yourself to, um, to take that time. I'm getting better and better at it. And I just spent actually uh, more or less uh, 24 hours with a, with a very good friend who's also um, a top coach. And um, we just had time to talk. No, you know no timings that we need to leave. So we just sat and talked about, you know, life, football, all that, but also that we are always trying to push ourselves. Mm-hmm. And we both know that we actually become better, I say persons or coaches or whatever, if we took some, some pauses sometimes or some, some, some breaks. We know that. Mm-hmm. So, so it is, even that we logically know it, it's so difficult to do. Um, yeah. Unbelievable. And you're just running in that hamster wheel every single day and it's just running, 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 running. And, and you don't have that time and that mental 
space in your head to to try to to calm calm you know, calm down a, a bit. And I definitely understand people if they're in that bad cycle. Uh, it's difficult to get out of it. You have that negative mindset of keep on going, and it's so difficult to get to get out of it. Uh, yeah, I'm very like that. Yeah, <laughs> I suppose, and I think so many people are. It's almost like we mark ourselves based on how much we achieve. Mm. And then we're always striving to constantly mm. achieve. And then that marks our own self-worth. Yeah. And then if we don't achieve it like mm. yesterday, then mm. it makes us feel mm. like bad about ourselves. Is there, mm. has there ever been any moments in your life where you have felt like that or suffered and struggled with mental health? Um, I think we all feel sometimes are we good enough i think everybody feels that if if they say they don't <laughs> then they're not human beings all of us uh, have, have tried that uh, whatever if you've been in school when we were kids uh when we were young adults or we all get measured uh, we try to measure each other towards each other who's the best or uh, we take that education or we need to to find a girlfriend or or, or, or boyfriend or whatever I definitely feel that sometimes, 100%. Uh, I'm good enough to what I'm doing this moment in time. But I think, I actually, I try to say that quite often, that I think one my biggest strength uh, in my current job is that I, I'm always saying there's a lot of people who is much more clever than me and uh, much more skillful and, you know, they're just much more. But I just know one thing. If I'm in doubt... I'll just tell myself, yes, you're good enough. Yes, of course you're good enough. Why, why, why shouldn't you be good enough? I think that's my biggest strength. That's my belief in myself. Uh, but of course, even though I have a strong belief, of course I get it out. And of course, sometimes when you walk in a room and now you need to make another presentation and you need to be on it, or you need to, then maybe all you just, okay, now we go, bam. Uh, so all of us are struggling, you know, one way or another. Yeah, there's a lot in psychology where you're supposed to give yourself those like mm. healthy adult messages yeah. of I am good enough, I am lovable, mm. I'm doing my best right now, mm. um, I'm the best person I can be in, in this moment. Is that mm. some of the things that you pass on to players? Because you did, didn't you study psychology? And how yeah. much does that play into, into football? Uh, I think it's a, a massive part of it. I think for all of us in life, confidence and um oh what's the word for that in english uh not self-awareness like self-worth self-esteem self-worth yeah, self self-esteem yeah, exactly uh, i think that's the biggest thing self-worth and self-esteem that, that, that's the biggest thing if, if you have that no problem self-confidence is, is massive the, the difference between players top performing uh, or not is how much they believe in the, in the uh, in themselves uh, and sometimes they need to build that so of course, I think you need to be honest uh, to people if they don't perform or don't uh, do, do things good enough, of course. But I always try to, to boost that uh, confidence. Or I, I actually boost not only the football side, but also the, the human side. That I uh, boost them as a player, but every single time I meet one of their, their parents one way or another, I'm always telling them that what a wonderful son you have. He is an unbelievable person. And besides that, he's actually an okay football player. But it's always... That must be like a big part of management, right? Because even though you're a football manager, it's not just about football. It must be a mm. huge part of those relationships, communication. We've seen it in 
so many different management styles. When teams work together, you can tell how close they are mm. to the manager. Mm. Yeah, but I, I think uh, you're right. It is, um, it is a big thing. It's very, but also very difficult because you, I'm taking the decision if they're in or out of the team and, and all that. But, but in general, I, I just do that. That's a, a separate part of it. That's about trying to do the best to try to win that football match. But besides that, I, I, I care about all 25 players and I want the best for them in, in the best possible way, but I can only choose 11. <laughs> but that, that, that doesn't um, say that I don't care about the player who's not in the team. I, I want the best for him as well, um, as a person. What do you say? I, I wasn't I was going to ask this question, but I'd love to know what type of things you say then when you don't, you know, oh, sorry, you're not in the team this week. Do you then kind of go, sorry, you're not in the team this week? but you're doing really well, you know, is, is it kind of like almost like a sandwich, <laughs> you know, when you're like yeah, yeah. delivering the bad news in the middle yeah, yeah, and then yeah. you're surrounded no, by some positive stuff? I think it's, uh, of course, it's, um, if I take a, a talk with a player and he's not in the team this week, then it's only because he's, you know, started the last, uh, whatever, eight games and now I decide he needs to start on the, on the bench. Uh, then I maybe take a chat with him. If it's some people a little bit in and out of the team, I'm not talking to them all the time about that because I just learned from my career as soon as you said, sorry, but you're not in the team, then they don't listen anymore. So I just put four criteria that those are the four reasons um, why you're in the team and not in the team. And that is, um, you know, fitness in terms of are they, are they fit and, uh, you know, can they run hard work and stuff like that? Are they showing good attitude, tactical reasons and performance, of course, how, how they perform. And, and then I can always rely to that. It's because you haven't performed well enough in training or the last games or the attitude's been bad or your fitness is not where it should be or uh, tactical reasons, you uh, prefer another type. And then, then they, always, like, they can always come to me, my door is always open. I just learned that moment you don't listen. That's a little bit also about that mental health. You just get a, yeah. a big setback because everybody in your family and friends, they, are, they will ask him, why are you not starting uh, this weekend? And they need to explain. I don't know. The manager is crazy or <laughs> probably is. Yeah. Uh, so, but then I follow up during the week uh, when there's a little bit more space. Yeah, it's almost uh, like when they've come down yeah. from that initial yeah. emotional yeah. reaction where you're like, oh, exactly. I'm, not, I'm not playing. What about yourself? How do you cope with the lows and highs of management and losing games? And also, it must be so difficult because we've so often seen managers vilified by fans and press i don't think you have but how do you cope with that because it isn't just great 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 even when you've had like a 10 unbeaten run you might lose one game and then all of a sudden yeah it's very difficult very difficult uh, i must say and it's uh it's an art and i'm not saying i'm doing that particularly well uh, to uh, try not to get too high or not too low because you'll always win matches and you always lose matches and you also know that um, if, you win, if you win three matches, you're a hero to the fans and the media and everybody. And if you lose, you, you're worthless. <laughs> so, of course, I guess I'm not a hero and I know I'm not worthless. So I'm something in between. So you need to, to manage that in the best possible way. And every time you win, it's relief. It's not a massive joy. Yes, it's only a joy five times a year because that's where you made that top performance where everything just clicked and everything was fantastic. And, you know, uh, then if you win 15 other matches, it's a, it's a relief because, uh, whew, well, good, we went past that one, next one. 
and you try with all those emotions in place. You just try to be in the middle of it and then stay as calm as possible and, and try to take uh, good decisions uh, during that. And I think one big thing in, in, in the modern world is the social media, uh, especially for the players, but also for a lot of young people, I think, maybe also older, because, you know, they need that um, boost or whatever you call it in, in terms of likes or whatever. But I'm not in any social media for various reasons. I decided that, of course, I'm also a tad bit older uh, than, the, than the players. Uh, but for me, I, I can't see what it should help me that uh, I have a lot of followers. So I know it's also a, a way of um, profiling yourself and, and a bit of this world. So, so I understand it, but I'm just saying I don't think they can cope. I think it's very, very difficult to cope with, oh, didn't I, I didn't get that many likes or now they're writing something to me. Should I reply to them or should I just let it be or... I think that's very, very difficult to go with. It's good that you brought that up because how do you then help the players with that? Because a couple of friends I know, you know, as soon as they come off the pitch and straight away the first thing they do, you know, is they sit on the physio table or before they even got it, is look at, at what people have said. And it can be 99% good stuff, but it's the mm. 1% that people tend exactly. to focus on. Exactly. Which is crazy. Which is crazy. I also think a lot of the, the players, they, they manage to create a, or a kind of a self-defensive mechanism where they cope with it one way or another. But 100%, it, it, it hurt a tiny bit, as you said, one out of 100, which is ridiculous. If 100 thinks you are, 99 person think you are doing something great and, and one person uh, think you are, you are stupid or worthless, <laughs> why? But yeah. I think the, the human brain is not logically how it how it works and how it uh, is is assuming things um but i definitely think it will be good for people to have a strategy to cope with with social media yeah it is funny how our brains work in that sense you always just focus on that one negative yeah. thing rather than all the amazing things yeah. and, and even you know that say you've just scored the goal i don't know then you know that you've done well or you've performed well yeah. um but yeah it is it is funny like that and and what about, because um, we're obviously doing this during Mental Health Awareness Week, how important do you think it is that we're talking about mental health in football? I think it's extremely important, unbelievably important, because we all, I think actually, all people, one way or another, in their life, must have experienced moments where maybe it's not a mental health issue, like, you, you know over a longer period of your life or whatever. Now you have a, not a diagnosis, but you know, a, now you have a depression or now there's yeah. something you're really struggling with. But I'm hundred percent sure that everybody have experienced some, some lows where it was difficult to, um, to manage uh, the daily life. It could be after you, somebody died or losing a boyfriend or a girlfriend or, you didn't get that job you were hoping to get. Uh, and I think everybody experienced one way or another some, some lows that they need to manage. It's part of life. And then the, the good thing, the good news is that the most people are, are capable of, of, of getting through it one way or another, mainly because they have a, hopefully a good support network and, and family and friends. And I think it's extremely important to speak about your emotions uh, to family and friends because that's the best way to, um, 
to get out on the other side, e- even if it's a couple of hours or a day or weeks or months. Uh, those are the ones that, that can help. And I haven't heard about anyone who spoke up about issues that they haven't had help from their friends or family. Everybody just want to help. So if you have an issue or problem, speak up. People, people will listen and people will do everything they can because we all of us have some loved ones. Some have maybe 10, some have two, but one is enough. Yeah, it's funny how we almost, we know that, but then there's this thing sometimes where you're like, but what will people think of me? Will they think mm. that like I'm weak or that I'm not good mm. enough or that mm. I can't cope in my job? And mm. I can imagine in a high pressure job, that's hard sometimes because you don't want to be judged or you don't want people to mm. think that you can't do your job. I understand that it's hard, but I think, you know, even uh, I'm watching this uh, Netflix series with Michael Jordan, The Last Dance. He is one of the, Michael Jordan is one of the best athletes in the world and one of the best performers. And he, oh my God, he had to perform every single time. And I'm 100% sure, and he's not saying that, but of course he doubted himself just, just a few times in his hotel room after all the games. Uh, of course he did. And there's one scene, and I think it's in episode three or four, where he's saying, uh, everybody's talking about being, uh, being Michael Jordan for one day. Hey, of course, that's no problem. It's no problem to be Michael Jordan one day. But 365 days a year with that pressure to cope with that. And of course, he is ex- extreme. But everybody is, is experienced that kind of misbelieving in themselves in, in, in some moments. So, so everybody has some weakness. If you don't have any weakness, you don't have any strength. It, it's, it's linked. Everything is linked. Yeah. I really like that. If you don't have any weakness, you don't have any strength. How, how have you coped in those times then? Because I know that you did go, you mentioned grief, and I know that you have suffered a grief that we do know publicly of with a close friend of yours mm-hmm. at Brentford. How did you cope with that? I think that it's always tough to, to go through spells where you, you you're losing something some someone close to you and, and you feel like that, that that grief and that emotion but again i think it's important you, you speak to people but also allow yourself to to grieve and, and feel weak or feel that the world is unfair but also that you know that the the world moves on you know the next day the the underground are still starting and running and everybody's going to work so in the way it's good that the world is just rolling continue because that also allows you to to take the next step and move on and then hopefully in your grief and the best way to to remember your friends or loved ones uh, hopefully uh, you continue your life but still remember them or yeah and acknowledge them for what they they've done to to you it takes time, I suppose. What would you say to anybody out there that's struggling right now? It's okay to have a mental health issue. Everybody have, have it one way or another. I would say it's, it's, it's normal in a way that you have something that you're wor- worried about or you, you, that is struggling, you're struggling with. And, and the one thing, the best advice I can give, talk with people. Talk. Don't feel... Um, it's unnatural. Don't, don't, it's not, it's actually, I think it's a strength to show weakness. It's a big, yeah. big, big strength to show weakness. Is that what you do then? Do you talk a lot to your, your family and friends? 
yeah, if there's something I'm in doubt of or um, feel that I, I can't or whatever, then, then I speak to, the, of course, to, to my wife, uh, but also to, to persons who, that, that are close to me that can help me. It depends on what kind of issue it is. But, uh, but of course, it's, it's like, if let's take a, a clear, let's say it was a mental health issue that I struggle with, whatever. Then, of course, I'll speak to, to my wife and uh, to the, the three closest friends, I think. And what would you say finally to Brentford fans? Because I know so many people missing football right now and you're in such a great position. What would you say to them? I hope they're well. I, I hope they are taking care of their loved ones and uh, that they're lo- looking forward to hopefully the world get back to normality and uh, we hopefully can play some football. And we, we would love to, uh, because as we talk about, I think sport and football is, is a help to a lot of people. Either they, they are doing it on, on their own or they are following football, they have something to, uh, to rely on and, you know, that's a big thing for them. So we're really looking forward to hopefully play on the, on the pitches again and uh, uh, enjoying the highs and lows in football, mm-hmm. just like in life, uh, and go through the, the bad spells and really, really enjoy the good spells and uh, um, looking forward to, to see them again. Thank you so much, Thomas. It's been really, really great and interesting to almost get into your mind a little bit talking to you. It's been a pleasure, Charlie. Thank you. I enjoyed. Thank you. Um, and I hope all of you found it helpful wherever you're listening. And the EFL and Minds are currently in the second year of their groundbreaking partnership, which aims to raise awareness of mental health with football fans, clubs and the general public and improve the approach to mental health in football and of course raise vital funds to deliver national and local support. And you can check them out on mind.org.uk.